Welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your host. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. Uh, just a friendly reminder, um, we're going to be out of town for two weeks. So mm-hmm. if we don't answer anything on social media, that is why. We're still going to try to. Our best. But if we're not, we're trying to relax. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we still have an episode coming out. Um, obviously, because you're listening, listening to, to it. it. No. Yes, this is the first week of June. We won't be out of town, though. We'll be leaving but I, tomorrow. We're just letting people know okay. that when you listen to this episode, the next day we'll be we'll going be out of town. <laughs> and then the next episode that you listen to, we will be out of town. I'm probably yes. sitting by a pool or eating some food. I, I have this, inv- I will be honest, I have this full vision of me working next to the pool with pineapple and grapes and apples and some cheese. That's not, yes. And like, that is what I am picturing. And if I don't get that at least once, yeah. I will be very angry. I already told her we're going to be hitting up Publix and Winn-Dixie because they're right across the street from each other. And I I will die on this hill. I think Publix has the best fruit, so. I don't remember. And they have fruit trays you can get, too. Okay, I just, I'm just going to buy a whole fruit, like fruit tray. fruit bowls. Like fruit bowls. I'm just going to buy a whole one, and I'm going to sit there and... If you work with me, you didn't hear this, but I will probably be drinking some kind of something the entire time that I'm working. A charcuterie, yes. A charcuterie. I'm a charcuterie. A charcuterie board. Charcuterie we are going to make board. all the charcuterie boards. <laughs> if I am not, I just have the vibe. I will be working in a swimsuit. That sounds amazing. Lathered up in sunscreen. Because again, you got to protect the investments. And I did get to... Two new bathing suits that I have I, not gotten any. I, I still have my ones wear. from last year. Well, I got but, them for a girl's trip, but we never really mm, went in the water, so mm, I didn't get to wear them. So you're going to wear them now. I have two from last year that I didn't wear, so I'm going to put them on. I have one that is like, that I call my bougie one, and I wore it when we were on the cruise that I hated. <laughs> um, but it has like big, like little ruffly sleeves, and like if I put like a big hat on, it is the like, vibe. the vibe. Like white sarong, amazing swimsuit, I couldn't think of the word, sorry, oh and God. a big hat sitting by the pool. So just amazing. need internet. Just make sure my internet works. And we're good. Um, but anyway, we're going to be out of town enjoying our lives. And, um, yeah. So, we have been working hard, though. I, this is in here. Sorry. I'm reading this for the first time as I am reading this out loud. And mm-hmm. so, I'm trying to process it. Oh, my um, But we have been working hard to make sure every Sunday you have an episode to listen to. We are passionate about that. Just the reminder, though, if there's five Sundays in a week, we are going to take one, one of, of them, them off. off. Yeah. Um, so, recently, though, we did have a couple of listeners write into us and say that our episodes really do help get them through the day um, and just make them just get through it. Like, sometimes you're just listening to something in the background just because you need to pass the time. And if that's us, thanks. We're here for it. Um, we wholeheartedly think that that is the best compliment that we could ever receive. So Yeah, truly. It is. It feels good. Um, now, everyone knows that this is exactly why, wait, what? Everyone knows that is exactly what Beth and I do when we leave the house. What does that mean? Y'all, Crystal is like, <laughs> this intro is amazing. I'm um, so confused. What does that mean? 
Because the person that wrote into us, you told me they were having a panic attack. They put their AirPods in and were listening to oh, us and they yeah. calmed down. And I said, that's what me and I'm you do. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I guess I'm having a blonde moment. <laughs> well, now y'all know we write our intros and people don't read them before they're... <laughs> Normally I do. It. I will say nine times out of ten, I read the intro before I read it. Not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. But it has been a crazy day. I've been driving for most of it. So, and then working this morning and it's just been a crazy day. So, I'm sorry for the most chaotic, most me intro of all time. <laughs> I hope somebody uh, writes in about this one. I feel <laughs> like, what was that intro? That, that was, was horrible. I'm unsubscribing. But yes, that is 100% what we do. Both of us typically have a fellow podcast playing in our AirPods, and um, it makes us feel safe. So we genuinely hope that we feel like a safe space for people to have playing in their ears while they grocery shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I do it so that if someone looks at me, I can just pretend that I didn't hear them. Even if I did hear them, just don't look. Um, that's also why I still wear my mask in the store so that I, all I can see, they can see is my eyes. If I can wear a hat, I also wear a baseball cap when I go shopping. I normally have a baseball hat on. I don't Um, know why that makes me feel safer. Yeah. It's very much comforting. Yes. Comforting is a, it's a nice coffee of some kind or some water, my face mask, my AirPods, and a baseball cap. And if I don't have all of those on me, I feel exposed and I feel like... You can't do this, but this just popped in my head. If I could wear a ski mask. Oh, my God, I would love it. But then they would think you're there to rob yes. the place. But it's just like if they can't see my face, then I feel comforted. And I don't know why we both have that issue, but I'm very glad that we're not the only people who feel yeah. that way. Um, but anyway, we have always said that our podcast is a safe space for the strange and unusual and the weird people. So we're what? just putting it out there now um but anyway end of the chaotic intro on today's episode bethany is going to tell us all about a case in south korea um slowly adding in some more international cases we don't have too many of those we've done a few Um, a few not too many one in particular that scarred everybody courtesy of me well then i also think of phoebe in australia right yeah and then I think that's it. Just those three. Now I'm on the spot. Oh. Oh, suicide forest. Yes. And I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're slowly adding them in. I'm please starting note, to look more up. Please notice though that Bethany's intro last episode was like a minute, and mine is almost at eight minutes. So. <laughs> well, that's two minutes of it. You're rereading what I. Re- I guess I'm bad at writing intros. No, like, I'm just couldn't read. I couldn't read. Okay, like, it's Bethany's turn. I'm gonna let her go. You guys can't see me listening I'm, to this. But I was giving you the side eye, like girl, <laughs> like. It's right there. And it wasn't connecting. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Anyways. I'm listening. I did. I do. I don't know why I said did. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm messing you up. Uh, I do. Before we get too far into this, this is going to be very, very sad. I'm going to talk about a lot of children dying. And when I say children, I... Anyone, anyone under the age of 18 is a child to me. You are going to be a little baby to me. You're a little baby, all right? You're my little baby. Yes. Okay? So, 
These I don't are, know. I even call 18-year-olds children. Yeah, you're still a baby to me, okay? I call one of my youngest brother-in-laws. He's literally 23 years old. He's still my baby. I call him my little baby. He's Daniel's my little baby. Um, but it's high schoolers. A lot of it was high schoolers. Not everybody on the ferry was. But I just want to... I'm just putting a little disclaimer in the beginning. We're going to talk about a lot of children dying. Okay? I'm ignoring that. But I know we don't normally talk about children a lot. I mean, Crystal, before we started recording this, we said that, like, the last couple of episodes have been a lot of children. Even though we're like, we don't talk about kids here. We lied, apparently. Because all these topics that keep coming up that we really want to talk about are about children. I just really wanted to talk about today's topic. Um, Just especially with what's, you know, been going on recently without getting too much into it. We're just not going to do that today. Um, But I've had this on our Google Doc for a while now. I think like probably three or four months I've had this on there. Um, And I... I first learned about this probably a year ago, give or take a few months. Um, But I will just say it gives me Titanic vibes. Anyways, it's Titanic vibes because some of the Titanic was preventable. Oh, yeah, well, we talked about that. Yeah, you're going to be angry at the end of this. You're, I'm just warning y'all. Money causes the most sin in this world. Greed will always get people killed. Greed will be the number one killer of everybody everywhere. Um, Sadly, this is the case for today's episode. Not only greed, but the media heavily reported false information. Of course. Not only false information, but the media was focused on one thing and one thing only. And it's disgusting. But, like I said, I cried. I cried like a big old baby doing this. I don't know why I'm smiling talking about this. Maybe I'm nervous. You are. But. It's like nervous laughing. I, big boo-hoo. I was sitting at my desk and like Zach was at his desk and he was like, what's, what's wrong? What are you researching? And I was like, it's a lot. I was like, just don't look at me. I was like, just don't look at me. That's how I was during the McDonald's massacre. I was like. Just don't look at me because I'm going through something over here in my computer, okay? Just let me type. And I was like, you know when you're, like, passionately crying and you're mm-hmm. just like... And I was feverishly typing at my desk. I was like, I gotta get all this out right now because then I just gotta go to the bathroom and just, like... Boo-hoo. Have my minute. But it's it's the messages. It's the text messages. It's the videos on their cell phones. Like, after all this happens, they find their cell phones and they get all the footage off of it and, like... Some of the children on this ferry were texting their their parents as this was happening. And it's just gut-wrenching. And it's just, I just, like, could not make it through all the documentaries I watch. I could not fully make it through half of the documentary before I was just bawling my eyes out. But at 8.52 a.m. on April 16th, 2014, so not a, not a long time ago, but this was a few years ago. So, April 16th, 2014, a passenger aboard, and if I mispronounce a lot of stuff in here, I am so 
sorry and I did have to translate some of this because it was in Korean some of it was translated for me but you got you guys know how Google is mm-hmm. especially different languages um, but the MV Sewol fairy that was the actual name of the fairy in like the fairy company called 119 and basically 119 is just 911 for us it's kind of crazy it's just yeah like, it's just flipped. Dropped. That's cool. Um, sometimes in Korea it's one one two as well, but for this area of South Korea it was one one nine. I just wanted to include that, maybe give y'all a little lesson on South Korea. Cause so if you're I, ever in South Korea, don't dial now. I just assumed it was nine one one everywhere. That was me being ignorant and not, you know, thinking that there's other places besides America. But in this part, this region of South Korea, it's one one nine. In the UK, it's nine nine nine. Oh, it's crazy. Um, but a passenger aboard called the operator, basically, and basically the passenger is telling the operator that the ferry is sinking, and that it was sinking very, very fast, and at this point, it had already tipped on its side. Oh, my God. Okay, so, like, imagine you're on a ferry, and then it, like, just... Yeah. Like, half, like, almost, not quite half of it, but, like, maybe 25, 30% of it is already underwater, Mm -hmm. like, you're fully tilted. This is why I said it gave me t- Titanic vibes, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, for a good bit of that Titanic sinking, the passengers were still on it, and mm-hmm. there was really nothing they could do. But the ferry was on its way to Jeju Island. I'm, once again, I'm so sorry. Jeju Island basically is this island off of the coast of South Korea that was a resort. Ooh, so okay. So, kind of like... Um, how, like, when we went on our cruise, we went to Half Moon Cay, which is owned by Carnival, and it's a it's an island off the coast of the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept, and it was just, like, a resort, and it was um, a group of high schoolers from a local high school going on an end-of-the-year school trip. Oh, okay. So, it, w- it was all their teachers, um, and then the students, and then I think they were going to be staying, like, a couple of days, and then they were going to take the ferry back home and... Go back home. That was pretty cool. My school didn't. Yeah. Uh, I think we went to the local water park, like, in our town. And I didn't even go to that because I didn't care. But, anyways, that was pretty cool. But there were 476 passengers aboard the Sea Wool, 325 of them being high school students. Oh, wow. So, most of the passengers were... Yeah, were the kids. Yeah, were the kids. So, that's a lot. Um... What's even more wild about this case is half of the information we have is because these students recorded everything on their phones. Oh, wow. Which is really sad. And it was really sad to watch. And I'm just going to say, if you Google it or go on YouTube, just discretion. Because some of them are, like, hysterical, and then some of them are just very calm, and it's just... Some of them are, like, leaving video for their loved ones because they know they're dying they're going to oh die they know they're going to drown That's and it's just horrible it got me and especially at the end of one of the documentaries i watch it's their parents and they're they replay those videos and oh. don't do that don't that oh i'd break my heart this was really hard and it crystal's right it's up there with because there's, like, a couple of cases that really got me that we've done on the podcast. And this one, I think, would be number one for me now. Just because I personally watched all of them. Because I felt like I had to. McDonald's is a second close. And I feel like Toy Box Killer is 
Probably my third. Oh, I forgot about the dang toy box killer. Jesus, why did you bring that back? <laughs> yeah, but that wanted you, you bring made that me memory think about back. McDonald's. You made me think about McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's, I, I can never. I get had to push that. I had tried to push it. Every time I think about, like, anytime someone listens new to the podcast, they inevitably find that the McDonald's one, and, one ask us about it. and then they say something. And I always get someone telling me, "How did you manage that episode?" And I yeah. honestly tell them, "I have no idea because I still have the memory of that dead baby the on the ground." And me. I'm just like, the "I was," me. and huh. the mom was pregnant too. Ta- so, anyways, we're moving on. We're ignoring that and moving on. Um, but these kids were smart. They knew something was up. They were being told to stay put, to put their life jackets on, and not to go up to the upper deck. So how this ferry was is because sometimes where they traveled on this ferry took a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, like, comar- compartments where, like, uh, there were beds built into the wall, you know? Yeah. So you could, like, lay down, and there's bathrooms and stuff like that. So they were told to go to these rooms, Put their life jackets on and just wait. Because even something though the, was Even happened? though the boat was, like, on its oh, side. Oh, no. So they were, like, making videos and they're like, Mom, Dad, they're telling us to stay down here. We feel like something's off. Why can't we just go up to the upper deck and maybe, like, try and jump off or, like, wait for somebody to come? Um, because at this point, they had stopped the ferry. They could not, like, obviously it's on its side. The ferry can't go anywhere. Um, so it's just really sad watching these kids... It yeah, it's a it's a pretty big ferry too. It's pretty big. If you look at pictures, I mean, if it's that many kids on yeah, there and there's room almost for them five, to well, like sleep. almost five hundred passengers is just the passengers. Think of the captain, the crew. Um, there's also the vehicles on there. They were carrying some I didn't cargo. Think about all that. Yeah, because it's a ferry. You yeah, don't just get on some of them yeah. cars. Yeah, it's a pretty big ferry. Okay, so remember at 8.52 a.m. is when the passenger called 119? Yeah. It wasn't until 9.10 a.m., so almost 20 minutes later, the ferry operator called for help. So a passenger called 119 before the the captain. Oh, my God. Yeah, before the captain called, a passenger called. That is insane. That's wild to me. I don't understand that. You think when this happens... The thing had already flipped to its side. Do you not think the captain would be, be on like, the phone like, hey, we're sending out a distress call. Is the Coast Guard in the area? Is there, like, a towboat? Is there why somebody? Why is there only one person calling, too? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I don't know. Why is it that people are never prepared for emergencies? Because they never think that was their number excuse. That was their number. We weren't prepared for this. We didn't know what to do. We weren't prepared. We were underprepared. You're on a boat in the middle of the water before you even go on a boat before you get your license to operate a boat they make you take this long class about what to do how to drive the boat what to do if the boat starts sinking what to do if you crash and that was like this captain's as well we weren't prepared for something like this i feel like the only people i included this the i feel like the only people prepared are pilots and flight attendants how many times when you've gotten on a plane the first thing they do before you take off, before your seatbelt line comes on, as they do that little drop down video, and the mm-hmm. flight attendants come around with the mask and the life preservers, and they tell you about the slide that's on the side of the boat, and mm-hmm. the 
plane lands in the water. Your your seat is a life vest. To put your mask on first before you help the person next to you because you can't help somebody if you can't breathe. Like, they fully give you a rundown. Every, every time. time. Every time. And I hate flying. I hate flying with a passion. I've only done it when I have to. Like, completely hands tied behind my back. I've never leisurely taken a plane ride, okay? I will drive. I have driven 18 hours straight just so I didn't have to get on a plane. They always tell you. But when this happened, they are like, we weren't prepared. There's no way that you operate that big heckin' ferry and were never taught one thing. No. No. And if you weren't, shame on you for operating that big old thing without knowing what to do. Were they over capacity at all? We'll get there, but yes. Okay. Because not only was it almost 500 passengers, vehicles, they had... Car, like big cargo holds on the front of it and if you look up videos you can see the cargoes like floating in the water like when the boat tips Jeez. they were carrying a bunch of like other stuff that they needed on the island for like mm-hmm. the resort like it that this thing was huge but it was packed to the brim and among a bunch of other stuff that we'll talk about at the end but anyway the the operate the ferry operator sends the first couple a minutes asking if he should have the passengers jump off now he did say that he said should i keep them in or should i have them jump off and i like but he didn't describe the severity okay to the coast guard he's talking to the coast guard at this point and at this point they just think the boat has stopped and is kind of taking on a little water he didn't explain to them that it was that sideways, it was sideways halfway in the water so, of course, the Coast Guard was like, no, have them stay. We'll send people out. Okay? So, the operator's like, okay. So, he tells all the kids, go back down, put your life preservers on, go down to your rooms, put your life jackets on, and just wait for me. They like, No! Yes. Yes. And it's not entirely the crew's fault, like I'm saying, even though, anyways, the Coast Guard then assesses the situation, and then the first thing they say is, we are trying to see if it's a grave situation. Well, it's halfway in the water. I was about to say, I mean, a ferry with almost 500 passengers is almost completely on on its side. This is now 20 minutes after the first person called, after the water had first started coming into the boat, and they could feel it tilting okay um it can't be operated at this point like i said they cannot drive this boat how is this not an immediate grave situation i don't know because i I feel like it is how are you in the coast guard you're out there circling this thing and you're assessing it and you're like no it's it's probably okay just have them hang tight until we get more helicopters out here more boats I would have had those children jumping in the water. We'll figure yes, it out later. I would have been like, get in the we'll water. We'll figure it out later. Water. I mean. I would have jumped in the water. I feel like. Some this... of them did. Some of them were. And I'm not going to place blame on these kids. Because they were young. Their children. And their teachers were telling them to stay down there. But that's because the Coast Guard is telling them. And their captain is telling them. But some of the children were. Were, took it into their own hands, didn't listen, and went to the deck. And when the rescue people got there, jumped to the water and got in the boats. Mm-hmm. But not all the kids did that. And they were listening to their teachers. And some of them had called their parents. And their parents were like, just listen to the teachers. Do whatever the teachers said the teachers are going to do. Because they're the adults in the situation. Yeah. And some of those parents regret it now because their children drowned. 
And yeah. the teachers drowned as well. But, I mean, it's one of those situations but where, like, like, I mean, you you're not seeing it in person. Yeah, and you don't know. But, man. I don't know. Man. Okay, so it took almost an hour for a patrol boat from the Coast Guard to reach the seawall. Jeez. So, around 9.52, because they first called at 8.52. It took an hour. In no instant should it take the Coast Guard... I mean, I don't know a lot about the Coast Guard. Well, how far out into the sea were they? Not very far. At all. Okay, so they weren't like an hour out into sea when no. this happened. Like, not, I don't, I don't know exactly, but, like, you could see, like, islands behind them. Like, okay. you could see stuff behind them, so I don't think so. But, like, any instances, like, back home, like, where I'm from in Florida, like, the Coast Guard is, like, right there mm-hmm. there there to help they're there to get people out of the water we even have like i mean here we have the cajun navy and the cajun navy is like you need help we're coming you don't even need help we're gonna send somebody and they're like on it but like apparently in south korea the coast guard is doing Crap. their best oh they're doing their best oh being oh being sarcastic yeah. okay um but I don't know. Isn't that the whole reason to have a Coast Guard? To, like, if something goes wrong in the water? I don't know. That was my understanding. That's what I thought it was. But, I don't know. When this patrol boat gets there an hour later, an hour this boat has already been sinking on its side, they don't see anyone. No one is in the water, which is kind of weird. Nobody even hanging on the upper deck. Kind of looks like a ghost ship. Have y'all seen that movie? Yes. I automatically thought of that because mm-hmm. it was eerie. Like, they do have footage that you can watch where the Coast Guard, the patrol, it was the patrol boat 123, I believe, is the first boat that gets there, really the only boat. And at that point was when the captain had been like, stay inside, nobody go out. So the kids had gone back in. Um, But I don't know. Okay, this is when this is going to tick people off. I hope you get mad like I got mad. I was like, if I could have spent like five minutes with this dude, I would have spent five minutes with this dude. That's all you would have needed. I was livid. I was just, I personally couldn't do this if I was a captain. That ain't no way. Or a decent human being. I don't know. But when I watch this footage, the captain is safely rescued by the patrol boat by the Coast Guard at 9.47 a.m., just under an hour after the first call. He's the first one off. He's the first one rescued. And when I'm telling you, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to make jokes. It was a little tiny scrawny man in shorts and no shoes. Hold up. Okay, I'm sure y'all heard all of that noise. I thought, I was always under the, like, is it, uh, what, oh, I can't speak. Was it a, like, is it just, like, a TV thing with the whole, like, the captain's supposed to go down with the ship thing? No, like, the genu- captain's supposed to be the last thing? the captain's supposed to be the last person off the boat. You're supposed to get, you are in, con- you are in control of all of those souls, is what they call it when you're on a boat. You're in control of all those souls, and you are supposed to go down with the ship if you feel that way, or you're supposed to stay But you're on supposed to be the last person Last off. person off. You're in control of all of those people and the boat. He is the first person rescued. The first person rescued and part of the crew. The part of the crew and the captain are the first people taken off. Children, not children, <laughs> not, not women. 
You know how on Titanic, how they sent, like, the women and children yeah. on the boat? Not in South Korea. Not on this ferry. The captain and the crew. The captain, specifically, is the first person. Ex- a little shy of an hour after this happens. He is safely taken off this boat. And he did not tell these people anything. That... He did not tell these people he was getting off. He did not tell these people that the Coast Guard was there to help them. He said, and I quote, Stay below... Wear your life jackets, stay where you are, and wait for help to come get you. As his scrawny, <laughs> as his scrawny little tail is safely escorted off of this by the Coast Guard. Uh, when I tell you, I was so mad, and I felt bad, because when I was doing this, I was like, oh, well, hopefully the captain died with them, too. I know that sounds bad. Well, like, but you I was assume. like, if, if he didn't... You just assume. But like, I was you, like, you would have not told me that the captain... If he, heard, if all yeah, these people I drowned the entire time, I was like, he didn't give them any orders, and the orders he gave them weren't. Like, how are you going to tell people on a drowning, on a sinking ship, to just stay below the deck? Mm mm. Mm mm. But when I found out that he was rescued and he was the first no. person off, the first person rescued, I was livid. I was, oh man, oh man. If I was these parents, if I was these parents. I would show my tail. You would know me for the rest of your life. You would think about me. You would dream about me. I just was so annoyed. Um, I don't know. Like I said, he told them to stay below, not to leave their designated areas. We have footage of the high schoolers asking. Like, they're recording their friends, Mm -hmm. and you can literally, it's translated a bit, but they're literally saying why they can't go up to the deck and wait for the rescue boats. They're like... They were even making a joke. One kid said, normally in these situations, aren't they telling you not to do something when the other people are getting rescued? And I was like, that's literally what's Mm -hmm. happening. That's so creepy. That's so eerie. This kid is literally like Like, 16 years old foreshadowing the events. Like the captain told him to stay down there. And as he's filming this and they're talking to each other, the captain's being rescued and they're still below as the boat's slowly sinking. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. And at this point, they are more concerned with media coverage than rescuing the passengers. And I just want to reiterate again. These are children. I know they're teenagers, but like I said, these are babies to me. Okay? Some of them being as young as 14 years old. Oh, my gosh. This was like fresh. This was like all the grades. Like freshman, sophomore. Like anybody from the school. I I didn't look that much into it just because like I was so like sad. But I probably will go back and see what this trip was for but it really just said it was like an end of the year thing that they normally take the students from the school to this resort it's like Mm -hmm. a it's like a resort water park kind of thing that's fine so but passengers reported seeing several helicopters feeling hopeful that they were going to rescue them these were the kids that like had managed to get to the upper deck and they're like okay they were like telling down to the other kids there's helicopters they're coming to get us but like and they were like reaching up to them but they were literally just filming they were just filming uh, who was wanted, filming they wanted coverage the news outlets and stuff yeah you can't tell me that a news outlet can't go down and just pick up like a couple kids even if it was two or three they said this happened for like 20 30 minutes they kept circling around them and they were like reaching up like help we need help send, oh. send somebody and they were just filming they were just filming oh they were just my filming. god they just, 
when I tell you I saw, like, I I cried so much doing research for this episode because the whole time I'm watching this and I'm watching these cameras and they kept saying, we need more cameras, we need more cameras, we need more coverage, we need people down there. Um, we need this, we need that, we need that. Make sure we have everything recorded, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking, these children are down there drowning. These children are down there sinking. They're drowning. And you're worried about getting video coverage of it? Anyways. I, I still know. can't believe they were the first people rescued. That's the only part that's still blowing my mind. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to be like a recurrence of events. Like, children keep dying in our world. And nobody really cares about it. They just want to make sure they have it filmed. They want to make sure they have the backstory for it. They want to make sure it's plastered everywhere. But nobody actually wants to, like, do anything or, like, have things change. It's just, let's make sure we got the cameras rolling. As these children, these young kids, are literally on the deck of this ship hanging off the side of the boat. Because at this point, it's completely flipped. Reaching out, saying, help, help, help. And they're just circling, shooting it. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I would have wrecked that helicopter trying to pull one of those children up. Mm-hmm. I would have taken myself out. Try, I just know. I just know in my heart that's I mean, me as a to person. Be, to be really sick and twisted about it, technically it would have made, it made a better media story if you tried to land the helicopter and you grabbed a couple of kids and pulled them in there. It would have been a better media oh, story than one just... one of the people at... I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but they have a meeting at the end because the president at this time, they wanted her impeached. Like, immediately. Like, the president of South Korea, they wanted her out of office, and they wanted her out of office immediately. And at the hearing, because, you know, they have to have a big hearing for impeachment, one of them says something along that line. Like, you could have done something. Yeah. They were, because one of the people that's, like, out there filming it on the helicopter, he was like, whoever saved these people is going to be a hero for the rest of their lives. And I You could have been. You literally could have been. You could have been. And, like, people that are heroes don't call themselves heroes, and they don't care what they did to become a hero. They're just, like... They do it. It's integrity. Integrity, like, the definition of integrity is doing something good when nobody's watching. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to have cameras rolling at like yeah. every opportunity i don't know oh this is i feel it was a feel of like anger hatred and just like pure on crocodile tears just full it feels, on it sobbing feels like, it feels like one of those situations where all the people who make poor decisions were lumped together oh like all like, of them like you know how sometimes there's like tragedies and stuff that happen but there's one or two people who make really good decisions in that moment and that's the reason it's not as bad as it could have been this feels like the whole opposite of that i feel for the people of south korea because they're still dealing with it today and we're going to talk more about it but so remember that first call was at eight fifty two a.m well, at around 10.17, so almost two hours later, 10.17 a.m., the ferry began to fully tip over. Oh, God. The best way to describe it is the bottom is now the top. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's fully... It capsized. It capsized. Yeah, thank you. When I was writing my research, my notes, I I was just trying to, like, explain it in, like, layman's terms. <laughs> like, simple. The bottom is now the top. So, it's completely <laughs> over now. It is completely over. Not fully, it hasn't fully sunk yet, but it's like completely capsized. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so almost two hours they had time to get these people out. Two 
almost two full hours, they got the first call and they knew. There's no reason. Two hours is plenty of enough time, to me at least, to get at least some out. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyways, fishing boats came to help these people before officials. Fishing boats. People out there just fishing. Like, in their own... Yeah. Those are heroes. Those are heroes. The Coast Guard, one Coast Guard boat. One patrol boat. Not even a big... I don't know a lot about Coast Guard. I asked Zach a little bit, but a patrol boat is, like, really tiny compared to what else the Coast Guard has. One Mm -hmm. tiny patrol boat. And then people fishing came to help. People fishing, divers... Civilian divers ran home, got their tanks, and came out and were diving in this water for these children. Before the heckin' people that are supposed, the government, that are supposed to be trained, and I quote, and people from the Coast Guard, I didn't know this, I thought, I guess I have to do research on the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. They, some of them said they couldn't dive because they weren't properly trained to dive. Don't you have to do some type of training to be in the Coast Guard oh, maybe, or in the Navy? Maybe, maybe or like, theirs is different than ours. I don't know. Because, I mean, yes. all militaries are different. Maybe I'm know? holding them to a higher standard. Maybe you're like, holding them to, like, American Coast Guard standards. If you're going to do standards. a job that's in the water, don't you think you at least have to be certified in diving? Well, maybe they're not certified to dive at a certain depth. Because maybe. you can't. Because I thought that you, when you're a diver, you can't just immediately go into a certain depth without previous lung training because if you do you get the bins or whatever is that yeah, only when you come true. up i don't know true. maybe that is when you come is. up maybe. but either way i don't know i don't know i don't know, I don't know. I don't know. maybe we're wrong but i'm not know. trying to give them a cop out i'm just saying you could have done know. something that was my first thought i was like because they that's why they called they were letting civilian people help because they're like we're not properly trained all i, I know like, all i know is even if i was completely useless in a situation like I literally had no skills to help somebody I would still be running around with my head like a chicken with my head cut off trying to save people I'm the world's worst swimmer I would have been out there trying to like yes getting people in even if I couldn't swim I'd be out there trying to make lifeboat like life little things and throwing them to people I'm a professional dog paddler I'm a dog paddler or you know the frog yeah that is me I'm a terrible swimmer I've just never been a good swimmer. I would 100% been out there doing like that's something. Why, I don't know. Maybe we both also have never been in that situation. So we don't know how we I would still, react. I still but think I feel, wholeheartedly both but of I us feel would like I would. Water. Yes. Because I feel like how I know, like, when something happens, like, I know how I react in, like, an emergency situation. In emergency situations, I do not shut down. My mind goes into work mode of how am I fixing this problem. And maybe that's just because we're women and women do that more than men. It's I, just the mommy instinct. I feel like I, I know I there's a like, bunch of babies in these water, and my mind is telling me jump in this water or get a boat. I would ram out. somebody. I would yank them off of their boat and be like, "Let me on your boat. I'm dragging this thing up to that. I'm loading as many as I can, and we're going back to the shore. And I'm yeah. coming back to do it again." Yeah. Like what? What is so hard about those people? I think it's. I hate to be like this, but I feel like sometimes it is just the way certain people and men are i don't know like they just it don't just they, a bunch of men. they shut down they they're too they're I not they're, they're not good at and like, it was a lot of we're going to talk about it but it's a lot of miscommunication and that's horrible a lot too. of miscommunication that happens too. a lot of miscommunication but i'm like you physically are seeing it with your eyes 
Grab a, grab a life vest, put that sucker on, and It's almost 500 trying. people. You would see them or you don't. You cannot tell me that there's aren't, there aren't If they're not in the boats, if they're the not on the shore, they're still in the boat. They're still in the ferry. Okay? Yeah. Anyways, at 1025, so that was when it went under. Okay? Some of the passengers had been evacuated. Like I said, they had gotten some of the children. Some Like, there were regular passengers. Like, mm-hmm. there were, like, like men and women that were just going to the resort as well. It wasn't all students. Some of them had been rescued. Very small percentage. I mean, there was literally almost 500 passengers. Um, and others thought only half of them escaped. So, there was, like, some of the Coast Guard saying all of them had escaped. Some women were saying that half of them had escaped. Some were saying that only a fraction of them had been rescued. It was all over the place. It wasn't until 5.30 p.m. Y'all, the first call came out at 8.52 a.m. 5.30 p.m., they started putting together a search party. That is ridiculous. So from 10.30, which is like 10.35, 10.45 is officially when the boat, like, sunk and the only thing sticking out was the bow like the back uh-huh. what do you call it? tail propellers basically. yeah the propellers the bow and the propellers were the only thing sticking out everything else was underwater from 10 45 a.m to 5 30 p.m what'd they do it took till 5 30 p.m for them to put search parties together what are you doing if i was a parent i would have rented a boat i don't know what i would i've in my mind, I would have ran a boat, gotten scuba tier, gear, or done some, something. Some crazy. I would have never gone scuba diving before, and I'd have been on my phone Googling God. how to scuba dive as I was going over I don't there. Even, I don't even. And I feel bad because they are human beings yes. who screwed up in a moment, and it is really horrible that we are putting the blame of so many people's death on these people when that is not what they woke up thinking that they were going to do that morning. But it's like... But... You massively screwed up. I just keep going back to... I just keep going back to... You know this boat's sinking. Why would you tell these children to go to the lower deck? I feel like maybe he panicked. To the lower deck. Just panicked. But me panicking would have told them to all jump in the water. Oh, me too. They have life jackets If they have life jackets on, yeah, you can sit there and float all day. I would rather... I don't know. My heart tells me I would rather have told them as a captain... Because I kept asking myself that, what would I do if I had his job? If I was the captain of this ferry, and I kept saying jump. the same, I kept saying the same thing: have them all jump in the water. Yeah. Worst Wait, comes to worst, I'm an idiot. Did and they not? Just did, did the ferry itself not have any life rafts? I don't believe so, because there's no mention of it. It was just the patrol boats and the fishing boats and everything else that come to get them. I don't know. Even there though, very well could be, but I, it wasn't But mentioned. even though, I just don't understand why we just didn't jump off. Because they were just... These were people that really listened, and they were trusting these people. And then they also had their teachers telling them, because the teachers drowned as well. So, 5.30 p.m. At this time, they knew at least 300 people were still trapped in the ferry. Or had been swept away. They didn't know if some of them had gotten out in the water and then, you know, current or something. Because they all did have their life jackets on. But 300 people were still unaccounted for. 300 people still unaccounted for. 300 parents at home 
not knowing 600 if, parents well basically yeah mm-hmm. well you know if they're double households but anyway <laughs> not knowing you don't know i mean in their hearts they just, knew just, they knew they knew where their know. child was because they were told to put on their life jackets i mean i don't know civilian divers like i said even came to help because they didn't think enough was being done because it took so long they literally were coming out with all their gear and just diving, diving in the water and searching for these people. Not being paid. They weren't paid to do this. These were just recreational divers. These are people that work for dive shops in the area because they're surrounded by a lot of water. Came to help them because they were like, what are y'all doing? They're like, like y'all are not, not doing looking? anything. Yeah. It would take them three whole months to retrieve the bodies. And they didn't even retrieve all of them. Oh, my God. Three months. That so, from insanity. April 17th, because they waited a full day to do the body recovery. So, from April 17th to July 10th, I believe, every day, these civilian divers went out and dove down for these Can you imagine children. how hard it was to every day wake up, go out, look for a body, hope that you find a body, but simultaneously hope you don't find a body? Yeah. Find a body. Haul it back up to sh- to the surface, get it in your mm-hmm. boat, mm-hmm. and go back down underwater and look for another one and yeah. repeat the process and yeah. just have bodies laying on your boat. I cannot yeah. even imagine. My heart truly hurts for these parents and, like, the spouses because some of these were teachers, so mm-hmm. they had a spouse or loved ones, family members, because you'd have some of them had to wait three months for their babies to be brought back. Yeah, and it's not it's not your baby anymore. No, it's not. They're gonna not gonna look the same, and it's just not them anymore. And then think about the ones that their babies were never brought back because some of the bodies weren't found. So, and then like Crystal said, imagine the divers. Um, on one of the documentaries I watch, and you can go look it up on YouTube if you're feeling brave and want to watch it. I think it's done by The New Yorker, Mm -hmm. um, and this was a good one to watch because they fully translated it for me, so it made it a lot easier. Um, one of the, the civilian divers, he was not getting paid for this. He belonged to a local dive company. He worked at one of the local dive shops, and he taught people how to dive. He retrieved 30 bodies alone. Mm-hmm. Between April to July, and he said it was just I'm sure that it's such hard. a burden. But he said that he kept telling himself each day, "I gotta go get one more. I gotta go get one more and bring them back to their family." And it was just like it probably almost became like an obsession with him to just retrieve everyone that he could. Okay, so this is where it's gonna get sad because one of his friends, and at the very end, they do his interview. They kept it till the end because they kind of don't let you know that he committed suicide um but one of the divers actually did commit suicide because he said that he couldn't live with the burden anymore because the government made them stop searching Mm. and he said he felt responsible and he just wished that they had done more and he wrote this really long note to his wife because he was married about you know not her to live with that burden he just couldn't do it anymore and that he hopes one day that those families can have justice, and he's just happy that the bodies he could bring back. And it was just very gut-wrenching to watch, and I felt really bad because they did a little snippet of the wife, and she was reading the note, and they had a big ceremony for him. And I was just like... That is gut-wrenching. I can't. And she was so sweet. She wasn't mad at her husband. She was mad at the people of South Korea, and she was just... 
she did a whole like five minute speech about how sorry she is for the parents and like all that and I was like this woman just lost her husband Mm -hmm. to this and she's still like feeling sorry for these parents I don't know it was just ah. anyways it was a lot it was a lot but three years later so this happened in 2014 like I said three years later in 2017 President Park I'm really sorry she had a really long name and I just knew I was going to not do it very well. So her first name is Park. So President Park. But that is what she, they called her. So President Park. She was president at the time. Was finally impeached. Can I ask why? I guess can you connect the dots for me of why this led to her being impeached? We're getting there. But there's okay. a lot. And I can answer questions at the end about okay, that too. Okay. If you remind me. Okay. Because there's a lot of side stuff. Not including the very. Like okay. just a lot of other stuff okay. she did. But I did look it up. But parents, divers, and fellow citizens had screamed for three whole years to have answers. Or at least have the ferry pulled out of the water so they could examine it. See what had gone wrong. Maybe see if the last remaining bodies were... Or, like, anything they could find. Belongings were in it. Probably not bodies. It's been three years. Um, Once again, more secrets were uncovered when the president was impeached. Okay. Okay. I guess we can just talk about it. But um, she was the one that had the divers stop searching. What was her reasoning? She knew. Okay, so they put on a face. So I didn't talk about this. But, like. They put on a face. Like I said, they had heavy cameras out there. They wanted cameras out there immediately. It's because they knew the next day they were going to have the president come out there, Mrs. Parks or whatever, it was a lady, come out there, and they lied. They said that they were going to put a hose into the boat to put in air in there so the boat would like come up, like an air pocket to make it come up, to be easier for them to flip it so then they could just get the kids out then. They lied. They didn't do that. They didn't actually put the hose in there. And one of the civilian divers took note of it. Because he's a diver. He knows how stuff works. He also works on uh, boats. Mm -hmm. These ferries were made with no air pockets. Mm -hmm. So, like, normally when a boat goes under or capsizes or anything, you can, like, go up to the top and you can, like, settle in the air pocket and kind of, like do like i'm doing it you guys can't see me but like you can put your chin Mm -hmm. up and kind of breathe into the air pocket these fairies were not made like that they were made very bad so water just got up in there and was everywhere so basically i hate to say this these children immediately immediately drowned yeah there was no no way of them getting out of the boat and there was no air pockets so sadly these babies just drowned immediately and it's awful and the president knew that and that's why she put on this publicity stunt mm-hmm. and that's that's why she wanted everything covered she didn't want the ferry to be brought up she didn't want the divers to keep searching because while the divers were searching they took note one the water was really mucky it was mm-hmm. really bad visibility which is one excuse on why the coast guard said they weren't comfortable diving mm-hmm. but these civilian trained themselves people could go down there and kill themselves doing mm-hmm. this the ferry was not made well to maneuver around Mm -hmm. like they kept referring to it as a maze so like they had to put up guidelines all through this boat to even get these children out and the people out the teachers and the passengers it was not built very well like they got lost a couple of the divers got lost and they had to rescue the divers did any divers die well not that i know of i'd have to go back but none of it was mentioned so i don't think so i feel like they would have mentioned 
beside the one that committed suicide. But they just said it was very, made very poorly, very cheaply. It was like they just overlooked stuff to just keep these ferries running, and the president knew that. And that's why she didn't want the ferry to be brought up. She didn't want, and they also didn't want the body count to keep going up mm-hmm. because she felt like if the body count kept going up, that she didn't do enough or that the Coast Guard didn't do enough. It was just a lot of cover-up. There was a lot. There was a lot. A lot of corruption. She was controlling a lot of people. There was a lot of blackmailing, blacklisting, a lot of stuff she was doing. She was embezzling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, She's just a bad president. So people in South Korea so were pretty happy when how she many was impeached. Pe- how many people in total survived? So there was 476 aboard and 300 died. So, so like 176 people survived. Wow. So what happened to the captain and um, Did remind they get in me. trouble? Um, let me see. I'm reading through my notes to make sure I covered anything. So let me just finish this one little part and then we'll talk about the captain because I'm sure a lot of people argue and want to know because we are, we're excited that President Park was impeached. Yes. I mean, from what I could read, they have a really good president now. So, shout out to South Korea. I'm glad that you, I'm glad you guys, you know, put your foot down. And watching the interview, watching the trials for that was really good because there was a lot of, like, higher ups that were like, we can't believe you did. There was one person I was like, yeah. Um, Because the president had, like, this rule that you didn't wake her up before a certain time. What the heck? Yeah. So, like, that day she didn't wake up till, like, 12. First off, I've never heard of a president that sleeps that late. I don't know president schedules, but... Um, I feel like presidents get zero sleep. They're very busy. Like, I feel like our presidents are very busy. I feel like, like constantly. every... Yes, I feel like every... Because, I mean, think about it. Think about every president. Like, they're, like, you know how they always give you that before and after presidency photo? Like, when they before they started their term yeah. to the end of it. And they, they always... Dead. Yeah. Yeah. They always look like they haven't slept a good night's sleep in five years. Anyways, and, apparently... One of her, like, official people, I guess, like, the vice president or whatever, was afraid to wake her up to let them know about this. Um, and I, and the dude at the the trial was like, you are afraid to wake the president up and let her know that a bunch of children were dying? <laughs> and I was like, I would have yeah. screamed in, I yeah. ran in there and woke her and up. And then another person was like, we know the president is not out there saving people, but she has to be the one to give the orders. Like, some of these yes. people... Some of these people weren't wanting to do stuff because they didn't have the order from the president. I would have got fired because I would have did. I would have done it. I would have anyway. been like, I don't I need would her. Have done it anyway. Miss Ma'am is over there sleeping twelve hours yeah. a day. Like, like we got people to save stuff to do. Like literally, but I was glad that that dude said that at the trial because mm-hmm. what? Anyways, in March 2017, exactly two weeks after she was impeached, so they had to impeach her to be able to do this. The ferry was finally pulled out of the water, but they locked the gates and refused to let the families in. <sighs> they just wanted to see it. And it's so sad, and you can go... I mean... You can go watch the videos. The parents took ribbons and wrote all their names, their children's names on it, the ones that had passed, and tied it onto the gates. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're going to look at this. I kind of... I kind of understand why they wouldn't let the parents in because, number one, if parents rushed in, tried to get into the ferry to see if their child was there, to see if any of their child's love, like, their stuff was there, 
the place is not structurally sound. Yeah. And you don't want to be liable for something I get happening. that too, but there was some of them screaming. They're like, we're not going to touch it. We just want to stand by it. We just want to feel our children's presence. Yes. And, and I, it was like, very I, sad. I get that. And it was sad because they like locked the gates in front of them. And then they had a bunch of police officers like guarding the gate. And there was one female police officer and she's like sobbing. Oh, I bet. Because she's like, I know this is my job, but I really want to let these people in. And she's just like sobbing and she has a tissue. And I was like... I feel for you, girlfriend. Um, But getting back to the captain, he, I feel like, got off kind of easy. They wanted to give him the death penalty. Mm -hmm. He almost got the death penalty, um, but they canceled it. He is currently serving 36 years in prison. So is that basically life? I feel like it's too easy. He didn't even, he didn't even, he's not even in prison for murder. He murdered these people. I feel like in my eyes, he's the captain, and he told them to stay down there. I wonder and, what he looks and he like. got off the boat. Honestly, Wouldn't you go back like. down and be like, "Hey, the rescue boats are here. Let's start coming up to the deck." He got thirty-six years for t- child negligence. I want to see what he looks like. He's a scrawny little little man. In the video, when they're getting him off the boat, he's like this really tiny man, and he had shorts on with no shoes. And I was just like, I don't know. This episode was very rough for me. I was very angry the entire time. I just kept screaming at my computer, go to the deck. Tell them to go to the deck. Tell them to jump in the water. Do this. Do that. Ew. He does look weird. He's just a scrawny little old man. A lot of people refer to him as the coward captain. And the coward crew, because they include the crew in it, because almost all of the entire crew of the ferry got off safely. Yeah, it looks like they were almost all charged with something, too. Yeah. So, South Korea. So, apparently, Korea, 30 years is their life sentence. Yeah, he got, th- he got 36. It said they wanted to give him the death penalty, but they, like, overruled I think, it or something. I think they also mean it is life in, life in prison, too, because he's so old. Yeah, he is older. So, he 30, is older. so 30 years will be his entire life. Yeah, 36 years, yeah. For child negligence, though. Not even murder. Negligence. This article says one bereaved father said after the judgment that he that he was 30 years old and that if he had to wait 30 years for the ship's guilty officers to come out of jail, he would. And then he would go after them. That is a dad. Yeah. That is a dad. Yeah. This episode was rough. I really feel for the people of South Korea. I hope I did this episode justice. I hope it gets it out there because not a lot of people know about this. I had no idea um, any of this happened. So, it depressed me a year ago when I found this. I was scrolling on something, and then I actually saw it on TikTok not too long ago, because, of course, FBI agent is listening. I'm pretty sure I saw it on YouTube when I was doing my my nightly scrolling, and it really depressed me then. And then I remembered it and put it on our Google Doc that we have for future episodes, but... Oh, this does say at least three crew members did die trying yeah. to evacuate passengers. Yeah, some so, of them, yeah, there are some, some. of them were good. There are some in the interview that were nice, but a couple of them, like when the captain got rescued, they immediately jumped on the boat with him and, like, didn't go back. Cowards. And it's just like, that's what they Absolute called them. Absolute. That's literally what they called them. Cowards. But that is all that I have for this episode. I don't want to take make this too long. It's already an hour. Um, but. I don't know. Let's end with something happy because this is very sad. 
Very, um, very sad. Um, um, happy, 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 happy. We're going to be in Florida. Um, it's almost Father's Day. It is almost we Father's have Day. A, we have a Twitch stream planned for Father's Day, actually. Yes. Um, happy, happy. I don't know what to say that's happy. Um... Oh, yeah, okay, I'll just talk about my personal life then, and then we'll end it. Um, when this airs, it'll be the 1st of June. Um, the end of June, I will be celebrating nine years of marriage. Yay! <laughs> June 30th. Her birthday is tomorrow as of recording. Yeah, we're recording this early. We're trying to get caught up for you guys so we have episodes. So, yeah, my birthday is... Well, in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be almost 30, like so close she can almost touch it. Oh, yeah. But June 30th will be my wedding anniversary. I'll be married nine years. And then July, I will be with the executive assistant 12 years. So, I'm getting old. Older. And I'm sitting here so, older than you. Older. Slightly. She's not that old, much older. You are born in 93 or 94? 94. I was born, so two years older yeah. than you? Yeah. Because yeah. I was, well, I'm weird. I'm at the very beginning of the year, so it's always weird for me. That's when... how my niece is, because hers is January 21st. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always It's like... weird when Sam at the, like, it's like, oh, I'm 30, and then, like, for the whole rest of the year, everybody's like, yeah, I turned 30 this year, and I'm like, I already am. Because technically her and Joe are almost the same age, but Joe was born in November, and then she was born in January, so it's like it's technically a new year, but mm-hmm. it's really just like less than two months different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's all Stephanie. And Stephanie's in November, and I'm in January. But so we have birthdays, and then Saturday is Zach's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people know that. A lot of people think it's like fairy tale, and I just, eh, it's like a thing. Uh, we are 23 hours apart in age. <laughs> I always joke and say that he's my birthday present. Um. Because yeah. she's older. Yeah. And I think that's adorable. I was born May 27th, 1994, and he was born May 28th, 1994. Same month, same year. Just and basically the same, same day. day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that made you happy. Maybe you guys have birthdays coming up. You guys should really write in to us and let us know so we can like shout y'all out. We, um, I love birthdays. I yeah. think birthdays are the coolest day in the world. I celebrate my birthday all month long, so... Yeah, tell me your birthday. And so I'm I a can... weirdo. I don't. Because normally in the past, my birthday has, like, fallen on Memorial Day a lot. And it's kind of hard to, like, be happy when you're, like, remembering people that died. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not laughing at just, that. I'm not laughing at that. Just, like, whatever. It's just how I think yeah. of it. Especially being, like, in the military lifestyle. It's just, like, yeah. not a good day sometimes. So it's like, yeah, birthday. But then it's like so sorry your fiance died you know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not laughing about that so i know <laughs> well, i don't like to celebrate horrible. mine well i'm making her celebrate yeah, this we're year. going to the movies that's another happy thing she's yeah. taking me tomorrow to see bob's burgers i'm so excited that's my favorite tv show so we're gonna go do that but all righty hokey doke love everyone have a good weekend love yourself love somebody and be be nice yes bye, bye.